Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Mama Said So podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is Jenny here, and I am joined with Miriam and Charm. Uh, We three often come together and just speak about uh, motherhood, what it means to be a mom, and what we're experiencing um, in our journeys and our motherhood journeys. And um, we like to come and share uh, the conversations with you. So um, I don't think that we've introduced ourselves or reintroduced ourselves in a while. So uh, really quickly, I'll just let you know um, about myself. Um, I am mother of I am a mother of two. Um, I have a four-year-old um, and a three-year-old. Um, I'm also a full-time working mom. I am an athletic trainer uh, with a very busy work schedule. Um, So I balance, uh, you know, being a full-time mom and uh, being a full-time professional as well. Miriam? Yes. So full-time pediatrician with two kids. I have the youngest among the group. I have a four-year-old and a 10-month-old um and we're just glad to be back to wrap up the year with you guys hey guys i'm charm um just to reintroduce myself again um i work in sales marketing for startups in the tech industry and i have two little boys ages five and two soon to be three um so looking forward to doing some reflecting with you guys on our 2020 Awesome. So yes, that is actually um, what the topic of this episode is about. We are reflecting on 2020. But before we start, um, we are going to do our What My Child segment, uh, where we give short stories about something that our child has said um, that was out of the blue, out of the ordinary, funny, really smart, really just um, something that caught us off guard or just Um, had us dying laughing or whatever it is, um, or had us questioning ourselves. Um, But yeah, so Miriam, would you like to start with a little What My Child Said story? Sure. So it's about the little one who's 10 months old, and obviously he has no real word, but he's just so hilarious. So, (laughs) you know, we leave him on the floor to be as free as he wants to be. So needless to say, he's constantly picking up things, putting things in his mouth. So sometimes it may be like a leftover, like, um, you know, the baby teether crackers or some type of baby snack or whatever on the floor. But obviously other times it could be pieces of toy, plastic, whatever on the, on the floor. So we'll give him a look. We're like, what's that in your mouth? And then he it's like he knows exactly what we're saying, what we mean. Because then he turns around and he already gets up on his knees and hands ready to crawl really fast. But he just gets in position. He doesn't go <laughs> until you, like, kind of advance and take the first step. It's like, you, little one, you're really slick at this young, early age. You know you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. So it just cracks us up every time that he actually realizes what he's doing. And he just ready to make his escape as soon as we take one step forward. So that's a little bow for you. Mm, they be knowing yep, yeah, yes, yes they do <laughs> yes they do um so my story is um it, it it's not something that has happened on one instance but um my youngest braxton uh like i said earlier he is three but i i i swear he thinks that he is 35 like me because he'll talk to me the way i would talk to him and i'm like what But um, he'll say things like, um, no, I want you to do it. You do this right now. Um, Or he'll like the other day he had uh, he had his toys and his cup of water right next to each other. And he wanted to quickly grab his toys and bring them upstairs with him. So he did that. But he dropped the water. And on his way up, he's like, mommy, you clean that up okay you make sure you clean that up all right bye (laughs) and like made his way upstairs and I didn't even I'm not paying attention to him or anything I didn't even realize like what he was even talking about until I turn around and I see a whole pool of water um at the bottom of the steps and I'm like this boy like is he serious but very often he's like no I want you to do it you need to do that um no not me you Uh -uh. yep 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 
Go ahead, Sharm. So I'll have, I have one and a half, I'll say. So for starters, um, you know, it's the holiday season. So we have a lot of projects with our virtual school happening right now. And one of them uh, was to color in Santa. And so my five-year-old who's on live with his whole class and his teacher, um, he sees one of the other kids lift up their Santa. Um, and he is very quickly, um, adamantly raising his hand. Um, Miss teacher, leaving her name out. Um, I, I don't think um, so-and-so did it right because the Santa that's coming to my house is brown. Uh, and he wanted everybody's <laughs> Santa to be brown <laughs> because his daddy told him that Santa is brown. And so <laughs> the teacher was needless to say, uh, speechless. <laughs> but uh-huh. yes. Wow. I was proud of him for asserting himself, but also very surprised at eight o'clock in the morning when he decided to talk to <laughs> that was brown. Um, but I will just allude to one little side one where I hear him also coming into his little boyness um, as this five-year-old sometimes has to keep an eye on his brother who wants to jump from couch to couch. And I hear him being very uh, senior. Do you want to get a timeout? Do you want to go and get a pow-pow? You have to sit down. <laughs> you have to be a good boy. If you want a treat, you have to be a good boy. So I just am um, very surprised at hearing his instructions now um, sounding like a little dad in training. <laughs> it's so funny when they have um, those conversations with each other. It's, it's, it's uh, really funny. I, I never really step in or say anything. But, you know, I let them have those conversations. I always have a little smile on my face. But the one thing, my kids are really close in age. And I was actually wondering the other day, because sometimes one acts that way, one acts as the senior and the other does, despite their age. So they kind of flip-flop there. Mm-hmm. But um, I, was, I was just wondering to myself, you know, as they're growing up, are they going to grow up that way where they feel equal? You know what I mean? And um, because they're so close in age, are they going to feel equal in terms of age and their experiences are going to be really close and mm-hmm. all of that. But anyhow, that's just a little thought that I had to myself. Um, it's always interesting just watching our kids grow up and the things that they say um, and the things that they do uh, as they're getting older, more independent, um, becoming their own. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we know that that a lot can happen in a year in their growth, not just for them, but a lot can happen in, in a year for us adults as well. And a whole lot has happened, you know, in this year, particularly uh, 2020. So mm-hmm. let's go right ahead into our um, review and reflection of 2020. We have three questions that we're going to ask ourselves and... Um, and uh, we'll, you know, kind of just go around the horn and um, go ahead and answer the question. So the first question is, and by the way, I, I didn't make up these questions. This is actually something that I did. This is actually something that I did um, with my husband at the beginning of this year, 2020. We reflected on 2019 and I also did it with um, a friend. Um, and I got the questions from a podcast that I was listening to at the time, and I and I heard them answer the question. I was like, "Oh, you know, that's that's pretty cool," and I wanted us to do it too. And so now I'm bringing it here to us. So the first question is, "What was the best thing about 2020?" There's a lot of things that we can really complain about, but let's, um, you know, think of what was the best thing, what was the best thing of 2020, and what is something that we can really be grateful for. I can start. Um, So I would say one of the best things about 2020 is um, we have very busy lives. Um, We all have a lot of different things that happen in schedules. And I'm always really adamant about getting the kids in a whole bunch of programs and stuff, like just keeping them busy and growing. But I think one of the best things about this year and having to be on quarantine and slow down and not travel as much or not do as much just for any of us I think it gave us a time to really come together as a unit. Whereas ever since we've been married, 
we have just been moving. Like I was pregnant at six months while we were still kind of just getting to know each other as a marriage. Um, and then, you know, two years later, we had the second child. And so just we've been moving, moving consistently since we got married. And I think this year we had the most time together, like experiences together, playing at home together, just going to the park to kick the ball around together, like be doing bedtime together and doing prayers together. Like this, this period, although it was forced, <laughs> I feel like that part of it helped set a trajectory for our family that we can never go back to just being in silos and moving on different pages. Um, and I feel really grateful for that because I was struggling with like, how do I make that unit? Like, how do I make us into this more cohesive, like oneness where we go places together and we're not always taking separate cars or dropping one kid off here or one kid off there. Like we're, I felt like really gelled together more as a unit this year. Um, so I do feel like coming out of the year and going into next year, we're stronger for it. We're better for it. And hopefully we've made some lasting memories for the kids of like, you know, just breakfast in our pajamas or like, you know, being at home throughout the day with um, on conference calls or, or my husband's on work calls, but we're here. Right. So in between that, we can go and like grab a hug or I can make lunch and just like that unit feeling, I feel like was the, one of the best things um, for this year for us. I definitely agree. Just having that time to, um, I guess it went through stages and I actually look at it as both the best and the worst, again, depending on what stage we are, whether we're talking about at the top of the year, February, March, when this first started happening, the summer and now. So depending on where you are, it could have been the best or worst time. The best in that, just like you said, reiterate everything that Sean just said about the time, just kind of be still with the family and rediscover the family as a unit that's always in each other's faces all the time that's sharing the same physical space all the time that was actually something new um you know i guess for all of us definitely for me because like you said we're all um busy we have our full-time jobs and everything and then even outside the full-time jobs we had somewhat of you know a live social life if you will <laughs> so that would take time away from us being able to just sit and be with our children as well or sit and be as a family unit. So with that being taken away from us um, with this pandemic, it really gave us a chance to rediscover um, what our family unit looks like these days. On the flip side, you know, with the worst, it kind of put a mirror to things that you may not have been doing or things that may have been lacking. But again, thank God so many months have gone and we've been through the process and now you're on the other side. Now you're making it work and you have that new look, that new family unit and you're making it work. Whereas once you were feeling guilty or did not have the time to spend with your child and just have pure, just regular conversation to be able to just look into their eyes and you're not always disciplining, but you're actually having moments of just levity and fun. And, um, you know, just getting to know them, getting to know your partner on another level, that definitely was much, uh, much appreciated. And to be able to be on the other side of that, definitely that is one of the best things about 2020. It's funny that you should talk about like the mirror piece, though, because I think that's very, very true. Like, not only with some of the flaws or ways that we've like, neglected, you know, each other or each other's, mm -hmm. but also just like, looking at the scrappiness of your partner. Like you don't have everybody that was around you to support you or whatever, at least in our case, because we were being really careful with like not exposing our parents or in-laws or whatever. And we didn't want right. to be exposed either. And so it was just, right. and so whereas it, I, I initially probably would have thought like, oh, he's just going to pass it all off on me, right? Like it wasn't that. It was like, okay, well, let me show you how you can help the situation. Or let me like really let's work together on this. You're like, so I'll take this shift. You go out, get some fresh air and then the come back. Like it was just a rotation and it was like real like partnership, which I felt, I thought mm. probably I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen it in other situations like this. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's, so that good. Was a, that's a good point about the mirror. Um, so I don't have, um, I, I feel like my answer is a, a little bit of a conglomerate of, of certain things um, and a little bit of um, some of the things that you have said. 
Um, I, I did not this year spend extended times with my family because I have, I, you know, never had the time to, or never had the opportunity to just to stay home and, um, and work from home. So, uh, for, you know, for me, things were kind of business as usual in terms of having to get up, prepare for my, prepare, prepare for the kids and then prepare for my day miss a large uh, majority of the day and then come back and picking up, um, you, you know, picking up wherever they are and kind of entering um, their lives when I'm done with work. Uh, but, you know, one of the best things is that I did have the benefit of having um, having my husband be able to, to do that and to be that um, where I wasn't able to. And then... Um, many moments of, like you said, Miriam, like levity and just enjoying um, the company. And those, there were many moments where I'm just, uh, where I just look at um, their, the kids and their happiness and look at their, the smiles on it. And I'm even like getting emotional, but like there are times just looking at them and looking at their happiness. And it's just like, I want this to last for you, you know? Um, and it, and it's just, ah, when you're just looking at little kids, I, there's just something in your kids. And then you, despite everything that's going on in the world, um, just looking at them and, and looking at their joy, it's like, whew, that's amazing, you know? And I, I want you to hold on to that. I want you to always always have that and and there were um definitely a lot of moments where uh there was almost like a a juxtaposition like being so aware of how bad things are in the world and then seeing them it it's just um it's almost like you you notice that in them more because of everything else that's so bad out there if that makes sense Right. Um, right, right, right. Just one quick so, thing, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Just one quick thing as you regroup. I think we're fortunate that during this pandemic, we have the kids, the ages that they are. Yes. Because I think right. we would have been singing a much different tune if we had like elementary school kids, age kids, middle school, high school, because it's a whole different ball game out there. Yeah. Uh, for them, it would have been a much extra uh definitely extra stressors when it came to that age group you know and i'm just reflecting on what i'm seeing in my office like you know parents scared that their children are suffering from depression Mm -hmm. um or you know kids who were a students now failing and you know the repercussions of that Mm -hmm. um you know because of this pandemic and this new way of learning new way of teaching so for us, we're definitely fortunate that we still have those moments of levity and, you know, still our kids at this age could still benefit from, you know, uh, blissful ignorance, if you will, right. of what's going on out in the world. Because all they see is, oh, wow, mommy and daddy's home or whatever right. the case may be. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just, oh, we ain't going to school today. That's all right. Just, you know, <laughs> it. it is what it is. Can I have a snack? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Um, yes. And then the last piece um, that, I, that I was going to say in terms of best of 2020, I think is um, giving us like between the three of us and, and even our listeners, um, uh, giving us a space, a platform, an opportunity to kind of speak through things like this, because uh, these are the things that I love. Like I, you know, I've said before, I love to talk and I love to talk through things and I just like hearing perspective and everything. Um, and so I have thoroughly enjoyed the time that we have spent um, uh, just discussing the various topics um, on this platform, and I definitely think that it is one of the be- one of the best things um, that was born out of 2020, despite everything um, that's been going on. So, thanks, guys, for that. Yeah, can uh-huh. you think, okay, because that was like you know, hello. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> um, 
The next question is, what lesson did you learn um, about motherhood or about yourself as a mom? Um, I guess for me, it will be the same lesson that I learned just being a woman um, at this stage. And even it kind of reverberated in my relationship <clears throat> with my husband and that you have to, I have to speak up and ask for what I want slash what I need. Um, so whether it is uh, a helping hand when things have become overwhelming, because remember, I was, you know, obviously you guys know, for you guys out there listening, this pandemic happened during maternity leave for me. So um, with that being said, um, even if it wasn't a pandemic, right? <laughs> and just had just having a baby, a baby, things could be overwhelming. Um, so to add the extra pressure of having to take care of yet another child as well, because obviously he wasn't going to school, right? Um, and just still having to take care of everything else around the house with the baby there 24 seven, that just became a lot. And you know, there just came moments that it was too much and that may have come out, um, like I'm not one to necessarily have like emotional or loud or angry outbursts, but for me, it'll be the opposite. We'll just be a full shutdown, right? And not engage. And that's how those things will be expressed when I'm overwhelmed. So over time, what we're talking about again, that mirror is like, okay, look, it can't go like this forever. So something's got to give. So, you know, with the encouragement, I'll call it encouragement, <laughs> uh, by my husband husband is like, look, you have to ask for what you want. You have to ask for what you need. Um, you have to be your best self-advocate. So I think that's one of the lessons of, um, lessons of 2020. And again, it's a privilege, right? That I have people here with me and uh, what you call it, that I have the ability to count on someone else. I apologize for the noise in the background. You may hear some puppies barking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was uh, one of the biggest lessons of 2020 for me. You have to learn how to ask for what you need. Yeah, I think, you know, and Lewis has definitely been that voice in my ear over the past 12 months as well. I mean, in, in general, but just like advocating for yourself, even in a marriage right like you don't think about it that way to say like you still have to push for what you need because you think about being more selfless or thinking about everyone else's needs first and that being like a part of your servanthood in the relationship or whatever but at the end of the day i think in this year i think it came to a head because the flip side of what i said earlier with like just being that one cohesive unit is that you're always on like always on and from sun up to sundown everyone else's needs are constantly being thrown your way and then even after kids bedtime now you have a husband here like that wants to talk about his business dreams and plans and like everything and so i think what i learned is first of all i have to carve out time for myself to be able to think right it's not just time to be able to like say oh i'm going to costco or i'm going to target or i'm going somewhere to like do an errand which is great I'm not saying it's not but it's like you also have to be intentional about intentional about just thinking like what are my next steps what do i want to do what is my heart's desire right now in this season and then being diligent about protecting that space and like going after it making sure that you're pushing your dreams ahead and your wants and your desires ahead as well and not being left by the wayside because it's very easy to do that in normal circumstances and it's definitely easy to do it when you're constantly caring for someone else but i think that lesson was just like you know what i'm kind of dope right and i kind of need to make sure that when i leave this earth that i leave empty and it's not mm -hmm. just gonna happen because it, like i'm here it won't happen if i'm not intentional about it and carving out that space so that's my commitment to myself um, and I'm putting structures in place to make sure that like I'm not left behind, whether it's joining a networking group or whether it's, you know, having accountability partners, whatever that looks like for you guys, I would encourage you to do the same um, because outside of just you wanting to do it, I feel like the lesson I learned is that you have to have structures in place that hold you accountable to constantly not forget about yourself. So yeah, that's it. 
Mm, um, that's definitely a big one and just kind of um, really rang true in my ear, especially when you talk about servanthood and kind of like always being on. Miriam and I had a conversation about how uh, that's mostly all what my kids see of me is just being on and being attentive to them. And, um, you know, there are definitely times, many, many times where it's like, uh, by the time I get to the end of the day, it's like, I don't want anyone to ask me for anything because I have been giving so much of myself already to everyone. Like, leave me alone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, don't, I don't even, you know. But um, in terms of a lesson learned um, this year is that, and a lot of these things, a lot of these things that we've learned, we, we know already, but we really, we, 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 now we know, or, or it's, you know, even more, our understanding of it is a little bit more profound than before, but uh, a big lesson is that things go on and things will persist right so uh if you're thinking or when i'm thinking of of my kids and um their development and and what they're learning and what they're picking up on you know there was definitely a lot of times of uh anxiety about them not being in school um about, you know, spending so much time at home and not necessarily having a structure or anything, but, um, but still here we are at the end of the year. And I can definitely say that um, my kids are doing things that they weren't doing at the beginning of the year. So they did, they did learn things. Their learning persisted even through um, everything that we've been through. Um, same thing with things at work, uh, and obviously this doesn't have anything to do with motherhood, but it does have to do with me and it's, and, and, you know, it impacts me and it forms the way I am as a person and everything. But even with things at work, um, things go on and things persist and you, and you, you, you kind of keep on rolling with the punches and you do what you have to do and you, and you pick up. Um, and you, and you, you're learning things and you're like, all right, so this is how this, how it's going to have to be. Uh, this is how I'm going to, you know, make my adjustments. This is how I'm going to make room for this, that, and the third, um, you know, let me, you know, then let me go ahead and do that. Um, and so again, despite things, um, uh, there was there were a lot of halts this year, a lot of things coming to an end or to a close or to a standstill. Um, but they're also even despite that, there you know the ball is going to keep on rolling. Uh, things will continue to persist, and you you will always have the opportunity to um, play a part in that and and do whatever you can to uh, to make the best of it. I think that also aligns with what you were saying before, Miriam, about like this season, like in the ages of our kids, like life goes on. And so although I want my kids to be making friends and to be, you know, in more social settings or in extracurricular activities, like they will still have, hopefully, God willing, proms and graduations and like all these other big milestones events. And so we will get through this period and we will get to like other things that are just as exciting. Like we had our own kindergarten or preschool graduation in the backyard because we didn't have one. Right. So we adjust and we do what we need to do. And definitely the earth keeps spinning and to God be the glory for that. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so the next question is, what was your biggest area of growth in your relationship? And I want this to be twofold. Um, in your relationship with yourself and then in your relationship with your kids. Um, I guess I can, I can start. 
with the self one in terms of biggest growth area in, in relationship with myself. I think that there were definitely a lot of those um, mirror moments or reflection moments. Um, there was a lot of time where I spent identifying um, emotions, identifying where I stand, um, whether it has to do with being a mom or, or work or family or whatever it is. Um, and so the more you do that, the more you become familiar with yourself. Um, and the more you allow yourself to continue to do that, and then you can uh, respond appropriately or accordingly. And so um, I'm already a big reflector, but a lot of times it could be on any, any number of things, uh, in a, sometimes a million things at once. But there was definitely a lot of self-reflection and um, naming things. Um, and so, and I also started therapy. So, um, that is, damn. so that's definitely, uh, you know, I think a milestone, uh, for my relationship with myself. So, um, there's that. And in terms of with, um, with the kids, uh, that's kind of a hard question because, um, and I don't know, maybe, you, I don't know if you guys agree or not, but with the kids, it almost seems like, um, you know, they they kind of just, especially at this age, like we're pointing out, they they like to just be, you know what I mean? Despite your, what you're doing um, or how you're feeling, they're, ju- they're just in their own and they're just being whoever they are. But um, I think that my kids are better able to identify our relationship in the sense that, or identify our roles in our family a little bit more, which then makes our relationship a little bit more profound, right? So they know more that, uh, you know, they're not our arbitrarily calling us mommy and daddy or whatever so but they know that we have a relationship that mommy and daddy has a relationship they know that they're a product of our relationship you know um and so it it definitely impacts some of our conversations um there has definitely been a a few small conversations about uh other kids and everything, we, you know, this this actually should have been my story, my uh, my story. But Ruby, uh, yesterday actually, I think she said, or maybe it was uh, the day before, but she was like, she put her ear to my stomach and she was like, uh, "Is she growing inside of there?" And I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, well, you know, why is your stomach big? And I was like, first of all, my stomach is not big. (laughs) What you trying to say? And she was like, well, it's, it's big. It's growing, isn't it? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And I was, and I had the benefit of of laying down at the time. So of course it it appeared flatter than what it actually is at the time. I was like, "Uh -uh." so I lift my shirt. I was like, look at this. Okay. (laughs) There's nothing big here, but um, I, you know, I, I think that when they, the more they learn about who you are, they're learning about who they are, they're learning about the different roles in the, in the family. And I think that it just deepens your relationship with them. Um, and it also deepens their security and who they are. So, uh, yeah, that's how I would answer that one. What about you? Um, I think... I think the biggest area of growth, um, I mentioned earlier about the relationship with myself. Um, so I want to reiterate that and just the importance of, you know, that focus. But I will say this year really taught me um, how much, like, again, one of those things that you already know, but you just really, really experience how much of a sponge your children are. And it's a sponge from, like, not just everything they hear but like how they comprehend and how they understand things it it literally like is directly correlated with how you are so i'll give you an example like there was a point where i was feeling really overwhelmed and like stressed out and i just realized like 
I'm not smiling enough and I'm not like laughing or playing enough. And I don't want them to see me and as this figure, you know, that's always mean, you know? And so, yes, I usually am like the disciplinarian and I, you know, fine, whatever. Daddy likes to play and I'm the one that like comes in and makes sure nobody breaks their head off jumping, doing cartwheels. Fine, fine. I get it. But at the same time, like, there, there were moments when my two-year-old would just be like, mommy's mad. And then, like, be really sad about it. And he's, he's like, you know, my love child. Like, he just always wants a hug, always wants a kiss, always wants to be with mommy. And so, like, it just started to dawn on me, like, no matter what I'm feeling, and sometimes I wouldn't even be feeling mad in that moment, but I just wouldn't be smiling and I wouldn't be, you know, jovial or playing or, like, you know, entertaining, if you will, singing or dancing or just doing something that's aside from cooking, cleaning, doing homework, like the basics, you know? So I think just the fact that they are soaking up what you say, as I hear, again, mentioned earlier, my five-year-old reiterates or says things in not just the same words, but the same tone that they are said to him. And it's like, I don't want him to, to think that that's okay to say to his brother, but I also don't want that to be the voice that he trains himself to hear in his own head when he talks to himself. And so just balancing that out and saying like, I'm developing human beings. And even though I agree with therapy and I'm in therapy and want everyone to be in therapy, like I don't want my children to have to be in therapy to recover from damages that they've experienced as children. So I think that was a growth opportunity to like, okay, They don't know the full you. They're still learning you and all of your intricacies. So let them see the side that's playful, that likes to joke, that likes to dance or be silly or like, you know, it's not just daddy. So I just feel like this year it made it more apparent to me to like, again, be intentional. Friday nights is dance night, you know, whatever the the thing is, like we have movie nights and just making sure that there's time carved out to make sure that I no matter what else is going on, I'm in the moment. My phone is somewhere else. Like I'm, I'm being fully there um, so that they can soak up the other sides of me too and not just, you know, the disciplinarian or the overwhelmed mommy sides. So I think that was growth for me. Huh, let's see. For me, I may have touched on it a little bit earlier in the conversation as far as, you know, speaking up for yourself and asking for your wants and for your needs but also realizing that because you do have such an involved partner, (laughs) the answer to that question may not be what you saw it to be, i.e., guys, I have a nanny now. So, (laughs) meaning someone is coming in to help us four days out of the week. And, you know, now that we... (laughs) Now that we've been in it for a few weeks, a few at least two months now, I guess, two, three months now, you know, we found our groove. And, you know, I just had to realize that you can't do it all. And whatever you called, you were doing it all back then or a few months ago, it wasn't handling it. It wasn't the best. So let's embrace this new wave, if you will, and really uh, take advantage of the load being taken off of you right because when she first started coming i was still doing other stuff like tasks like chores and i'm like okay you know i could do that sometimes but other times i really have to take the time that's been afforded to me without having to care for the children to really take use that time for myself right i'm not going into someone's personal um or gym establishment anymore let me take my behind upstairs get on that yoga mat and do something right because that was one of my That was one of the uh, self-care routines that I really missed, you know? Um, So just really taking advantage of that time for um, self-care. And again, appreciating that a way had been made for me to take some time back, reclaim some time uh, on those days. Um, I'm trying to think as far as with the children and the interaction with them, you know, we've I've, we've spoken about this in a few episodes past, or maybe one of our earlier episodes in the year, um, and it was about just those times, like how do the children view you, right? And like you say, you don't want them to view you as a disciplinarian 100% of the time. Again, one of the tough times for me and my oldest child is bedtime. 
especially when it's not one of those days where he understands like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. He's fighting tooth and nail. Oh, I'm still hungry. Oh no, nine o'clock is not time for me to go sleep or I want to watch another Paw Patrol or whatever the case may be. And it's like, do I want to do it the old school way? Like, yo, this is what I said. That is it. Close your eyes and go to sleep. Or do I want to go in this back and forth with him and, you know, try to explain why we're doing the things that we do, but then he still doesn't want to give up, right? That Not that control, but he still doesn't want to give up on asking, right, for what he wants. And it's just like, ugh, what do I do in these moments? So that one is still um, evolving um, as far as how to resolve uh, those situations. But I say all that to say that I guess the new level that has been reached as far as those interactions are concerned is that I'm realizing, realizing that there is a better way to do it, right? That uh, because we are of a newer generation and now we're reflecting on how it was for us being at that age and in certain conflicts with our parents, that's not going to work for kids these age uh, in this generation. Um, and you're talking about you don't want your kids when in their 20s and 30s seeking therapy. That's one of those things that could lead the kids, you know what I mean, to seek therapy in the future because of the conflicts or how conflicts were resolved between child and parent in childhood. Um, so those are one of the, I guess lessons that are still evolving so i have not gotten there <laughs> if that makes any sense that one has i have not yet reached um but yeah at least just taking the moment to actually uh realize that you know what there is a better way to do this i, I, I that at least i have recognized mm -hmm. yeah and i mean we're definitely always evolving as parents so we should, you know, make sure that we're always extending grace to ourselves and everything in regards to those things. Um, do you think we got, we have questions? Uh, well, do you think we have time for another question? All right, let's just do one more. Okay, so uh, I'm not even sure how I would answer this, um, but what are you leaving in 2020? Okay, I think I can answer this. I think I'm leaving in 2020. Again, not 100% there, but I think what I'm leaving in 2020, again, um, we've been able to adopt new ways of doing things, right? Because people are like, oh, when are things going to get back to normal? But it's about getting to a new normal. Mm -hmm. So I think the old normal is what we're leaving in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like um, the old normal was how we would interact with our kids and not necessarily take a moment to reflect and really take in the live in that moment. Mm -hmm. I'm, I am not a type of person that typically lives in the moment. I'm always looking for like, what's coming next? Oh, wait a minute. What do I have in my schedule for the next three hours? Or, okay, what's on my agenda for tomorrow? And not necessarily taking in the moment, whether it be a moment with myself, a moment of interaction with me and my husband, or a moment of interaction between me and my kids. So I think what we're leaving or what I'm leaving in 2020 is the old normal, the old way of doing things. Being That's a more good answer. In 20, yeah, being more present in 2021 is what I'm looking forward to doing or what I'm doing right now, I think. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, I think mine is kind of along the same lines of that. And again, it's just kind of what comes to mind as top of mind for me is just like everyone else's expectations, I guess. I feel like a lot of my life I have governed by what I was taught to believe was the sequence or taught to believe what we should be focused on or like what's right and wrong. So I'm not abandoning what's right and wrong, not saying that, but I do feel like this renewed sense of, you know what, I have my foundation, I have my core, I know who I am. So let me continue to explore what I want to do right now. So I got a tattoo this year, right? I That's exactly what I was thinking of <laughs> when you started talking. <laughs> Listen, I've always wanted one, but I've always had that little voice in the back of my head that's like, you shouldn't do this. And it's like, but you know what? I want to do it and I'm going to do it. And so I did it. Um, but like, so along those same lines, like what, 
what other things do I want to do? So not saying I will, but what if I want to go and change careers or what if I want to go and do something else like a new hobby? Like I'm just done with like living for anyone else's expectations and I'm fully and totally committed to exploring and moving forward with my heart's desire. And it, again, it will take time to continue to unpack that because it, I do feel like some things are very far suppressed. Um, but I'm giving myself permission to dream and I am going to make sure that I have the space, the time and the focus to be able to go into that whatever age 10 year old girl that is way deep in there. And at some point decided that like, your life is supposed to be doing what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Ah, Jimmy, why did you cry earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is definitely resonating with me. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's life, awesome. You cannot live an entire lifetime and say, like, every single thing that you do is just to do what you have to do. Like, first job, age 15. Like, since then, it's always, well, I have to work because there may be a shortage or we may have to, like, go in the piggy bank and make up the bill for the gas and electric. And we don't want the lights out. So it's just been a continual journey of saying, like, you can't do what you want to do. You have to do what you have to do. And that I am done with. All right. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I most definitely applaud you. I don't necessarily, I said, uh, you know, a few seconds ago that that definitely resonates with me. And I'm not sure if I'm where you are. But right before you said um, other people's expectations, uh, in my mind, I was thinking that I have to leave behind judgment. And it is not and I don't know, yes, you said there's a lot of unpacking that you would have to do. And even, you know, for myself as well, um, I don't, I don't think that I've ever set aside, you guys can hear me okay? I don't think that I've ever set aside a certain, um, a certain expectations of myself deliberately you know what I mean um and I don't necessarily compare myself to other people or I'm like I have to um uh, parent the way this person parents or I have to you know live up to live up to this person or whatever but I do have that sense of well this has to be done or or it you know it should be done this way or you know those 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 uh statements are definitely a norm for me in my mind and and uh and and you know it, it's an expectation of myself that I have put on myself and um before I know it I am then judging myself right you know uh based on falling short of of the expectation and so um you know, I, I would definitely like to leave judgment behind, but not in a way that, uh, not in, in a way that I am necessarily freed from the expectation, but I am free to live up to the expectation or not. You know what I mean? Um, and so it, it'll just kind of, open up um it it gives me space or it gives me room to do it or not take it or leave it no judgment there kind of thing if that makes sense um and I never really knew or realized that I was judging myself or that I necessarily had certain expectations in my mind it was just it this has to be done like you said charm like this is something that just needs to be done um and you know because if not there is certain these you know these consequences um and and that's basically how i've (laughs) braxton's acting the quiet time is over um and uh those are things that just need to be done and in 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 your mind if, if they weren't done it's like oh man they weren't done and now all these sets of consequences are going to 
um, you know, they're going to happen. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, they're going to happen. And then, something? and then you continue, you continuously just live that way. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Three things before I forget what I'm hearing. One. Hello, young lady. One is you guys, maybe I am too, or someplace on a journey of setting your own expectations for yourself. It's not expectations um, that are placed on you by parents or by the upbringing, but setting your own expectations for yourself. Two, part of the journey is really discovering what is that you want to do, not what you feel society thinks you have to do or the stage that you would have had to have accomplished at this particular stage in the game, this particular age. Three, the judgment piece that Jenny, you were talking about, I found out that I was being judgmental because I was judging myself, right? So you take a look back and you're looking at somebody like, oh, how do they do this like this? Or why do they do that? Or now you, she knows she's wrong for doing that. Meanwhile, you're judgmental of other people because you're judgmental of yourself. So you have to let go of being judgy of yourself. And I think that will help you be less judgmental of others as well. And that's some they talk about... Um, and that's when um, they talk about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Loving your, in the word, loving your neighbor as thyself. That's, that's, what reverber, that's what comes back to mind in that, right? So you won't judge your neighbors if you're not judging yourself. If you apply grace to yourself, you're, you're able to have grace for others. So that's what I'm hearing when you guys are saying that. It's a huge weight to lift off of yourself, to be honest. I mean, even a simple example, yesterday we we built a gingerbread house. Epic, epic fail. <laughs> like, it was so bad. <laughs> and like, it was literally together for maybe 15 seconds before it all came tumbling down. Now my sister-in-law, and I said this to her on Facebook, like, she is the queen of all things arts and craft, all things baking. And so my natural inclination of being a perfectionist would be like, oh, why can't I get this right? Like, why can't I do it like she did it for my kids? You know what I mean? But in the moment when it came crashing down, first of all, it was hilarious. But my kids were just like, oh, like they were sad at first until they realized like, it's okay. Like, it's all right. Laugh it off. Life happens. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you don't have to be perfect. This house certainly ain't perfect. But like, just a minor example those types of things happen on a bigger scale every day and like when you don't hit that mark you just be like uh like you just want to beat yourself up but like give yourself grace i was saying that for almost every day during this pandemic like i woke up in the morning god give me grace for today like both for myself for everyone else like just lord please give me grace for today so i think that was a perfect word to use Yes. And this is, um, you know, this is definitely feeding my soul because um, what you just said, Miriam, in terms of love yourself, um, love your neighbor like you love yourself, uh, there definitely has to be that self-love. And uh, there have been, uh, actually, when you said that, um, I thought of, in those moments where I judge myself because of whatever un unmet expectations, whether it is with the, um, with the household, with the kids or whatever, I also then place a certain type of judgment or resentment or attitude on then my spouse, right? Because you two aren't, like we both in this together, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then so that's not that's not fair. Um, you know, so not only am I not being fair to myself, but now I'm not being fair to, to my husband. And then, you know, that creates, uh, you know, something in and of itself, um, in, in our relationship. And the same goes for, uh, working relationships as well. Like some, someone said something the other day and I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, they said, uh, you expect, um, yourself from others, right? So you know that this is what you want. Uh, this is what you would have done. This is um, how you, you want it done or whatever, but everyone else around you, they're not you. 
And so you can't necessarily just um, measure them up uh, according to you as if you're their measuring stick. Mm -hmm. And it causes you to treat them unfairly or it causes you to um, stress yourself out. and you know, because then at that point you're like, well, what am I going to do with this relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not just talking about um, spousal relationship here, but also working relationships as well, because um, you know we're people and and we interact with people uh, all the time, and um, and how we and, and truly how we feel about ourselves, how we're judging ourselves, the amount of grace we're giving ourselves or not. Um, it will definitely reflect on how we're treating other people. And that was definitely, that was definitely a word for me, Miriam. Uh, so <laughs> to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely to answer the question, I, I, I would have to say that I have to leave judgment behind um, in good. 2020. And um, I'm, I, you know, 2021 is not going to come and I'm like all judgment free. It's definitely going to take some time and some growth, but I I need to, you know, commit myself to that. Yeah. Well, kudos again that you are in therapy. So that lets you know that you are not alone in um, getting to the other side of that journey to be in your judgment free zone. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, there is no there, right? Like these are lifetime things. We'll progress. We'll grow. We will change. There is no there. It's a journey. So as long as we're moving forward, we're making progress. Definitely. And growing in the midst of it. So 2020, we are ready to close. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, we are definitely ready to close. Um, I, I do want to quickly do the last question um, because I think it's a good segue and then a, a good place to end. Uh, what is the one thing that will make 2021 better for you? Or we can, we can, um, we can uh, think of it this way. We're leaving something in 2020 behind. What are we gonna pick up in 2021? I'm picking up ownership in 2021. Simple as that. Hmm. Yes, love it. Um, I am not quite ready to answer that one yet. Like the next couple of weeks for me are going to be focused on just that. Like I have the direction, I have ideas, but I actually want to put pen to paper and make commitments to myself of like, these are the things I want to accomplish next year and then create a plan to get to them. Um, but I do feel like, you know, more investments, more, um, you know, leadership opportunities um, and dif- different challenges to growth are on the horizon. But like specifically, I don't have my plan just yet. But before the clock strikes 12 on December 31st, I will. Um, and actually, that is what... Not necessarily what I was going to say, but what I want to do next year, throughout next year, is to be able to take those moments of reflection, take those moments of, okay, I'm naming the, the, the feeling, the experience that I'm going through, and um, kind of having a, uh, an outlet for it and then allowing it to manifest into something else. Meaning that I, I can do something like what you're saying that you're going to do in the next couple of weeks, Sean, where it's like, all right, here is where I am. Here is what I'm identifying in myself. What, what am I going to do with this? Um, and how am I going to move forward? And just kind of really creating a time, a consistent um, time and place and space for myself to do that. And then I think that that will allow me to also have, like what we were saying before, more grace with myself and allow me to continue to remind myself, okay, let's let judgment go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll really just allow me to mobilize um, my journey, um, journey of self um, so that I can be that much better, you know, evolving throughout the year. Cool. 
I feel like I'm, you know, definitely going to have to go back and listen and write these things down. <laughs> um, uh, just as a reminder um, to ourselves. Um, but this was, uh, this was good. I definitely appreciate these questions. I appreciate you guys and the answers. Um, and I appreciate you all for listening. And I want to challenge you guys to ask these questions of yourself. And um, at first, when you read the questions or think of the questions, you may not necessarily have an answer or something may not pop up in your mind, which is okay. Um, you know, some people may not really be ready to uh, think of 2020 as a whole because it was already overwhelming all the way through. Um, and so whenever you get to the point where you feel like you can um, do what you can, no judgment, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, just move um, from there. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know if you'd like to share um, any of your responses. Um, obviously, these are for you, but if you would like to, you can always reach out to us on our platforms. Uh, we are on Instagram um, at Mama Said So Podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook uh, by the same alias, and we do have an email um, alias. Again, it's Mama Said So at gmail.com. Thank you guys for joining us. And um, this was definitely our debut year 2020, a year um, for the history books. And, and we're happy that somehow in a little tiny way, um, our podcast was able to make it through. And we're definitely going to um, uh, continue throughout next year. Um, it is uh, for sure in my heart's desire. Um, and I would like to think it's in you guys too. I don't want to speak for you, but, um, uh, I would like to think so, think so as well. So, um, let us know, let us know, uh, what you'd like to hear. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Um, everything just, you know, we will be responsive, um, and, and we will hear you guys out. So again, thanks for joining us and have a good one and happy new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.